Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so, um, you know, Joy, I explained to you, you know, with the time difference that I can, like, watch all this late night stuff quite early here. Right. Since it was a, really a Lollapalooza of late night with Letterman on Kimmel and... And um, and then James Spader was on Late Night with Seth Meyers because Blacklist is ending. I saw him. And yeah. He's, I don't know why we stopped watching that show. Because. But we we're obsessed. We were obsessed. I don't. And now it's too many seasons to go back in. Oh, you know? I feel like you could. I might just watch this last season. Okay. The, all right. Yeah. He just, was so I could jump good. in. He's so good. And isn't his character Red? Isn't yes, that his name? Yes. Yeah. So he is just such a good uh, uh, guest on a couch. He comes prepared <laughs> with a good story. He does. Yeah. And so here's a story James Spader is sharing with Seth Meyers about, you know, every whenever the season wraps, you always get a gift. But this is like the end of the whole 10 years. And so he's talking about the gift. The salaries for the work. For the work. The gift and then the is gift personal. Is, yeah, because it's gratuitous. This is James the person. It's completely gratuitous. I don't need a gift, really. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a gesture. It's how much we like you. My agents, they always give me wine. Yeah. You like wine? I love wine. Perfect. <laughs> so this came in an Hermes bag. Okay. And I thought, wow, they really like me. Yeah. This is an expensive store. And I took it out, and it was just a square of leather. Uh huh. Which I've seen before, you know. I, you know, like when we just did a renovation at our house, and I was sent the same thing. As a sample to what we might want to cover the couch with. Okay, yeah. You know? <laughs> so it was, like, it was like a leather sample. It was like a leather sample. It's Hermes. I thought maybe it's a sample for what's possible to make a saddle out of. Okay. <laughs> I really didn't have any idea what it was. Gotcha. So I called my friend Laura, who works upstairs, literally and figuratively. And so she came to my dressing room, and I said... Because I was about to go downstairs, yeah. To see, there were going to be people there that they had given it to you. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, really. I said, "What is this?" And she said, "Oh, yes, I got the same thing." 
It's a mouse pad. <laughs> How funny is that? I wasn't expecting that at all. No. I knew it. I he... wasn't expecting that at all. A mouse pad. That made me laugh so hard. I know, and just the way that he told it, you know, his cadence oh, and all of that. The pauses. And, and I, Seth, what did Seth said something like, because he had a big, long story, too, building up to this about a different gift and something, and he, and Seth says, I love it when you're on, and I love it more that we're only going to get one story and never two. Something like yeah. that, that he's long-winded, yeah. you know, but he... He's but a, he gives a lot of good embellishment. Yeah, isn't now we believe he's married to someone from Minnesota. Is he? Remember, we thought this for a while. All right. I well could be true. Could be true. I'm gonna I'm gonna believe. Yeah. Okay. I I feel like you would retain that All bit right. of information. Thank you. And nothing yeah. more. Not a name. <laughs> Definitely not a name. Or to finish the lines. <laughs> But that is well, something that I, I would, uh, you're always remembering the Minnesota connection. I do remember Minnesota, well, but am I wrong? Is wrong. it Wisconsin or North Dakota? Apparently, Victoria Spader uh, was born in Rochester, New York. Not Rochester, Minnesota. Not Rochester, Minnesota. Well, for somehow, born and where you grew up That are two could different be different. Things. That could All be right. different. So, uh, yeah, right. we'll leave it at that. We will leave it at that. Okay, are- so... The the view this morning yes. had Hugh Grant on. I missed and, it. Um, it. Listen, I don't know if they decided not to ask him. Although it's the view, if David Letterman can ask Jimmy Kimmel where the hell was Tom Cruise on Oscar night, the ladies on the View can ask Hugh Grant what the hell was wrong. Why are you so crabby? Right to our ABC red carpet gal Ashley Graham, and right. they just ignored. Um, he was on two segments. You know, he's promoting Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, he's and in that. I heard from our, yeah, he's in it. And um, they didn't bring it up at all. And so now the view is getting slammed. Oh, Hugh Grant is getting all slammed again. And I thought, why wouldn't his team have just said, yes, please ask him so he can make fun of him, of old scrotum faced himself. Right. right. Hugh Grant and just say that he got... You know, whatever that he just—he was crabby. He was—he—he he didn't like that Ashley Graham didn't understand his Vanity Fair reference. If he right. wanted, he could have. Well, they didn't put put the whole thing, and now the view. You know, the ladies kind of look like uh, oh, you know, they don't—they give their views on a lot of things very, you know, directly. But here's this guy who just was on the ABC red carpet. And I mean, it just seems dumb not to bring it up. All right. But what did they, I mean, I I agree with you, Lori, I get you there, but what did they bring up? Well, here's, here's one. Here we go. You were (laughs) presenter at the Oscars on Sunday night. And it was great to see you reunite with Andy McDowell, your co-star from the 1994 Mm -hmm. breakout film for weddings and a funeral. And you two seem to have had a good time. Um, can we take a look at the clip? Lovely to be here. It is lovely. Uh, We're actually here to do two things. The first is to raise awareness about the vital importance of using a good moisturizer. (laughs) Andy has been wearing one every day for the last 29 years. I've never used one in my life. Still stunning. Uh, Basically a scrotum. Right there, 
And he does so, always look like he needs yeah. moisturizer. <laughs> I, um... I was nervous. I wrote, I wrote that joke, and I was extremely nervous about it. It's funny as hell. Good, well... <laughs> I think I got away with it. You did. So Gourney Weaver said to me afterwards, uh, you don't look like a scrotum. Uh, <laughs> and she, she liked the joke, and I, I, that, that relaxed me. But I was very nervous about it. Yeah. Well, just in case, yeah. you can never have too much moisture. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. He must have given himself yeah. our little gift to you. So, Would you mind if I moisturized during our interview? <laughs> yeah. Anytime. Just don't Anytime. kiss us, but you well, can moisturize. Okay, thank you. He's so... so Go ahead. That's how they handle it. But they brought up the Oscars. Yeah, I know. And, you it know, seems with, wrong, Laurie. I agree with uh, you. Yeah, it just seems like it It just add. you know, it just makes for more stories. Whereas I would have been on the PR side of, hey, you know, let's make a joke of it. Because he's he has come, he admits it. He goes, I am a bit of an a-hole. He, mean, does. he does. He does admit, admit it. it. He does always admit it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So and and he always does look like he does does need some moisturizer and that he wasn't good about using sunscreen. Right. Grant, use your <laughs> sunscreen. That, I know. Because you're fair. He's got that golf course face. He's got a golf course face. Yes. And that's where I was without sunscreen all the time. <laughs> I know. I know. It is. Well, a... moisturize now, Grant. I do. You ever don't since... want to look like an old scrotum at sixty. <laughs> ever since I started hanging out with the two of you, I've started washing my face all the time and <laughs> okay. using daily moisturizer, and I started to get into vitamins as well. So. Oh, yeah. very nice. You know, the sunscreen. It, we have an, a really weirdly high number of skin cancer uh, people in Minnesota compared to, I mean, when you think about our state. So use your sunscreen. Because people think of sunscreen as summer and they don't yes. think of it as year round. It's year round. It is. It's year round, people. Tell it. it preach it, Laura. Preach it. Okay, so. And then Whoopi yes? had farted yesterday on The View. I don't know if you know She about did that. again? She farted. Listen, yeah, she's funny real things come out of bodies. Hey, that's okay. I burped so much the other day here. Me um, and you both. We were we were burping. We were excusing each other. We I just had a carbonated one of these ice things, Lori, like that we love that you probably don't <laughs> yeah. get there because you're not going to Costco every day. Um, oh my gosh. I know and I love them. I love it. Here's something I did here is um, this is a random thought and it may not be welcome. Okay. But did you have anything okay. else to say, Laura? Because I just thought... No. Okay, so... Um, I don't know where... Where was I? Who the hell knows? But anyway, the Costco vodka... No, Costco tequila mm-hmm. is supposed to be rated extremely high if you're a tequila drinker. Okay. It's supposed to be very, very, very good. It's a private label yeah. of something. You know, they private label everything. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. that was just my Their little... vodka is also good, too. That just came out of nowhere, and it's going to go away yeah. to nowhere. I'm I'm, I'm having tomorrow off, and so I'm already thinking about St. Patty's Day parties and stuff, Laura. Hadiz. Patrick's Day parties. So that's where that came from, that random Are thought. you going to some parties, or are you going back up to the scene I'm of the crime? I'm going to the scene of the crime, honey. Oh, that's going right, to be good. so romantic. It, it is, but it's going to be so cold. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. going to be Oh, cold. is it not now, tomorrow, it's, no. too? Oh, yeah. Tomorrow, we're not. We're, we're, now it's down to 16 for a high. Lori, it was 45 yesterday yeah. or 41. Oh, shoot. But that's why the pouring rain. We'll get, tomorrow- the, we'll get the sun tomorrow because of the cold. Because when usually when it's cold like that, you get the sun at least. But, uh, yeah, it's going it's to be cold. Gonna be, yeah, I'll be out in the streets downtown, too. And oh. have, your, have your bomber hats on yes, and, your and your hand sunscreen. warmers and a flask. That's there you go. Right. There you go. <laughs> 
Hey everyone, Lori and Julia here for Learning RX with seven locations in the metro area and with so many success stories of helping people, helping specifically kids, become better at their job, which is going to school, learning to read. But what if there's something going on where they have auditory processing, but you don't know that, you just think they're not trying, or maybe there has been a diagnosis of something with dyslexia or ADHD, and you're hesitant about doing other treatments, or maybe you've tried everything, tutoring, you've done everything. But if you haven't had your kid take the Cognitive Skills Assessment Test, nationally recognized test, to find out exactly what is going on in the brain, you are missing out. And if you mention Lori and Julia, you get it half off. You're right, and Lori. You're right. It and works. The, it works. The number to call is 952-949-6900. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Grant. What's up, Lori? What do you got going for Julia and I and everyone else for this dirt today? Yeah, let's start out right now with a little bit of information around the um, Little Mermaid trailer that found its way into the Oscars on Sunday night. We talked about this, how it was just kind of randomly placed, very awkward for most of the viewers while you're watching it, because it came out as like a mid-show promotion. Well, we found out that, according to the New York Post, Disney paid ABC, which is their parent company, yes. $10 million to show this Little Mermaid teaser during the Oscars. Oh, and to make it not look like an ad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To make they it look... They come out like they're presenting something. Yeah. yeah. How awkward for Melissa McCarthy and Haley Berry. Ugh. I know. You know, they were, were presenters, just... not really. Yeah, well... What Weird. I find interesting is that Disney paid ABC, which... Is a part of that, like Disney. I know you do that yeah, in companies. All, you do that in companies, Grant. Companies. You just move money. You around. just no, yep. Because every around. every yep. little pocket has their own budgets, budgets. Yeah, and they have to pay for yeah. advertising, and everyone has their own balance. Yeah, yeah I've noticed that, just that with our radio stations. So, like, here, if we yeah. want to place something on, you know, Garage yep. Logic, we'd have to, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep, that makes Sweet. sense. So, a lot of money there, but you know. That's what they wanted to do. Ten million dollars. So that's their. Did right. it look good? The to only you guys? thing I don't like about this is that I? The only thing, the only thing besides the in memoriam that they need to fix. But I wanted to see more old school stars. Why? Yep. Why isn't Sharon Stone presenting? They had too many ABC Disney people as the presenters, yes. and that made it feel like kind of like the Emmys, sort of. Sure. I don't know. I just want some. I want some movie people. Yeah. And I, get, so what if they don't have a new movie out or something? Ask Jane Fonda, ask Sally Field, ask Dolly, ask Cher, ask. You know. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Just more of these people. Yeah, definitely things that they need, to, they need to work on for sure. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, Freddie Prince Jr., this is this is. Just Did you just say Pretty Prince? Freddie Prince. <laughs> I might have. It, it's Friday for us, but let's just. We're uh, saying Pretty Prince. Pretty Prince. Freddie Prince Jr., who we've you know was in uh, you know uh, I know what you did last summer. Yes. A lot of movies, right? Yes. Well, he opened up Scooby Dooby Doo. Scooby Dooby Doo. What was the not Last Kiss, but um. Um. Yes, she's the man. She's all that. She's all that. Great movie. But he's got a new podcast launching called That Was Pretty Scary. And he started out this podcast by talking about some of his own experiences on the set of I Know What You Did Last Summer. And according to him, he said that making the movie was a miserable experience because director Jim Glipsy, or uh, Glipsy, I believe is his name, who uh, mm-hmm. the actor said was such a a-hole to him on the set, and he alleged tension that was started by him because he would create all this tension because he never wanted Freddie Prince, Prince to be on this movie. He actually wanted, uh, what was the gentleman's ben name? Sisto. Jeremy Sisto. Yeah, Jeremy Sisto. Yeah, Jeremy Sisto. Jeremy Sisto. So he believes that this was where the angst came from. Now, this just that was just part of it. He made, you know, on set a living hell for him, in his words, but also... Uh, this director would give a psychotic notes to Freddie saying things like, don't leave your mouth open because you look stupid when you do that. <laughs> I mean, helpful. Uh, very helpful. Yeah. When you're trying very to direct helpful. and that's exactly. Jeez. And so, you know, Freddie said that word for word, that's what it was. And, you know, I had two options in my head. You know, am I going to fight this guy? What am I going to do? But he would always remember Ryan Felipe coming to his side and saying, hey, man, screw that guy. You know, you, how many times did you audition for this show? And he would say, you know, five times. You earned this role. This is yours. So he's very grace, grateful yeah. for, for, for having, yeah. you know, Ryan Felipe at his side to kind of tell him to, to take it back. And he also said that he was, uh, you know, from this and from having such a horrible director, it prepared him in the future in Hollywood to whenever he faced this situation on how to handle it. Absolutely. So, you know, it was a horrible situation for him, but he also took some positives out of out of it, which, you know, we hope that most people would mm-hmm. do in that type of situation. So, yeah, that one. And there's also rumors, too, that which surprises me that they're going to bring back another version of this very movie. Now, I haven't heard much about it lately, but he was tied to the, you know, to this movie coming back. So. I don't know with him bringing up this now if that's going to continue with, you know, those negotiations because this kind of opens up the door to some angst between the franchise and Freddie Prince. All right. Uh, Keith Urban news here. You know, we are a big fan of Keith's and uh, apparently we love, you know, his relationship with the lovely Nicole Kidman. And he wanted to share that with some of his fans as he started his new Vegas residency. So this was really cool. Well, he was performing the 2010 single Without You. Keith put up footage on the oversized screen, giving fans a glimpse into their actual wedding. That's cool. Isn't that because cool? Because he has, you know, all these video boards behind performers. Now you saw probably Bruce. We haven't talked about that, Lori. But, I mean, they yeah. can do such cool things. But mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So they're just, you know, they, they made a joke that obviously, you know, um, Nicole gave him a little, you know, permission to use just a little bit of the film footage. But what an experience to kind of be there 
And if you're a fan of of him, you're obviously a fan of Nicole. And to get that view into that window would have been just exciting. Mm-hmm. I think so that would be a fun Vegas weekend. Go see Keith Urban. I, I just yeah. saw him here. Yeah. He was, yeah, he's so good. And he he's also so great. He just said that I believe he's going to be doing another whole extension of this very um, residency from November first. Through the 18th. That came out, I believe. He added some dates. Yeah, he added some dates, I believe, yesterday or the day before. So November 1st through the 18th, he's got a few more shows that he has added to that residency. So obviously people are loving it. Uh, Moving over to Jeremy Renner. Now, we learned earlier this year, the beginning of the year, we started out with Jeremy, you know, suffering more than 30 broken bones, a crushed sternum while a seven-ton plow ran over him as he was trying to help his nephew, I never knew it was 30 bones. They never were very specific no. about yeah, they actually, what happened to him. This is now according to the Daily Mail. They're giving this information oh. out that, and, and a source has spoken with a Daily Mail that's close to Jeremy Renner. But in addition to kind of giving out this information, you're right, I did not know the 30 bones. He, the, the source is saying that, that Jeremy has said that this accident is opening his eyes up and basically saying that he's going to be shifting his focus away from Hollywood now and putting oh, his, his no, let me Hollywood speak this. Yeah. Okay. He's not going to be able to act for probably quite a while. for a year and a half yep. to two years. Yep. He's going to do with all of his work. recovery. So yep. it's just not possible, you know, for him to be. Mm-hmm. And luckily he had some stuff maybe shot in advance, but he's, I can't imagine the amount of rehab he has in front of no. him. No. No kidding. You're right. And luckily he you know? luckily he shot that docu-series Renovations yes. prior to this. You're right. Because that's going to be coming out here in April where he goes to different cities and helps them renovate um, vehicles that help out those towns get through certain yeah. situations. So good call. I bet you that is 100% the case. I, I think so. I don't think he's decided on any of that, but I think he's got a long physical recovery. You're you're right there. Based 30 on the, bones? That's 30. a lot. Crushed. I mean, I guess it could be every toe, every finger. Right. Right. But remember, no, it went, it went on his chest. It went on his and chest, his so it's yeah. his ribs. He's it's his, in pain. Oh, yeah, you can't. That that's going to be a long, long right. rehab. Thank All right, Grant. thank you guys. Lori and Julia here for Hammernick's Interior Solution. They are a full service flooring company that the Natus family has owned for seventy eight years, and they have absolutely everything that you would need. And maybe you're a shopper and you're like, I have no idea what I need for flooring. But just know this about Hammernecks, that you are getting competitive pricing. Their inventory is always marked at 12% off the already low price. And if you want the installation done for you, they can do that. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, they can help you with that. But two huge uh, flooring superstores for you to be able to you know, get the help and assistance and the good products you need. Oh, Lori, they're so good at what they do. And again, you know, flooring fashions are changing and it's always fun to go and look at all the new stuff a lot of natural woods are coming back in and go see it all in the west side of town or the east side of town the tamarnix here's the theory all right talk louder tell us okay here's the theory all right um and it's so funny that that music of course is always played because it probably this can go for people who love conspiracy shows but They've done a uh, study in uh, at a place. Actually, there's a research lab called the Recreational Fear Lab, Julia. Okay. Um, this is an actual place the where they study. Recreational Fear Lab. Fear Lab. Okay. It's based in Denmark. Okay. And watching, they want to figure out why do people 
that love true crime shows or books or whatever, what is it about that that always draws them back? So watching true crime, fans feel better equipped should a real life situation oh, interesting. Uh, arise. That's right. They feel like they would know what to do. They'd know how to get out of a situation. But they're also a little bit more suspicious of other people as a result of watching all their true crime shows. Okay. So we will. And I, oh, go ahead. Well, according to the Recreational Fear Lab, they call it morbid curiosity and that humans have had morbid curiosity about dangerous people probably going back 300,000 years when humans began using language and engaging in proactive aggression against one another. Well, you think about it. I mean, I always am just shocked that people can be so bad. I mean, some you know, those true crime things, like how do they get away with it? How do they have the balls to do what they do? And how are they so bad? Those are the things that I always think about in it. Like, Wow. Well, they wanted to study, could it prepare us for real-life situations? What they found out is that the average true crime fan watches five true crime programs every month. And, I mean, I do think, I I know Grant and I joke, and Donnie, and we used to joke about it, too, about if you're law and order, you know, you're like, you went to the school of law and order, yeah. you know, for some of your knowledge that you have but um true crime fans like i have a niece who is i would consider a true crime aficionado you know she podcast she was on top of that golden gate killer uh pat oswald's wife yeah she followed her like 10 years before that book came out oh, and she wow. solved you know okay. what i mean yeah so these were the people that they surveyed and they also found that true crime content doesn't make people more violent, just like sure, okay. games. It doesn't give doesn't you ideas. Make... No, it doesn't give you ideas, but then people feel like, okay, I know just a little bit about it. And it's kind of like I remember watching so many zombie shows during the pandemic, and it made me feel better about everything going on and the uncertainty with COVID and then with what was, ha I was like, well, at least that's not happening. Right. You're right, Lori. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least we don't have to worry about that right now. Oh, my word. So they feel better equipped for uh, real life situations. And the theory is, and yes, in this survey that they did at the Recreational Fear Lab, true crime fans are a little bit more suspicious of other people. All right. That makes sense. Do you guys it makes feel, sense, right? I would say, Lori, that I'm a little more impressionable than you. Yes. With people. Mm-hmm. Because you watch, I, I would say, I think across the board, because Lori will say, I knew that. I just knew it, and you, you liked them or something. <laughs> because I'm a little bit more willing to just... It's okay. We can say it. We're both gullible. I, I don't know that mm -hmm. it's even gullible, I, I, Grant. I think it's more like willing to... Trust... Trust. I'm that way too. Yeah. I, put trust and I don't first. feel go like I'm gullible because yeah, no, I don't no, get no, screwed no. on it at all, but I feel like I'm willing to extend trust quicker than Lori is. I am so, too. Yes. Well, here's an example. When Casey's daughter oh, had decided that she was going to move to Chicago to okay. DePaul, as a result of my true crime 
reading, uh, <laughs> knowing about, you know, serial kill. You know, I am put myself in this thing. I remember distinctly telling her several times, you were never to walk in the city of Chicago anywhere looking down at your phone because you're the most kidnappable sized person in America. She's you're five feet person. tall with a long ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> Pick you up and put you right in the trunk of a car, Grant. Hey, that's a You've got to be. And I said, you. you can't wear your high heels. You're going to have to get used to carrying a bag with, you know, you need to have shoes you can run in. If you're, you're going to be a yes. city kid, yes. taking yeah. the subway, taking the bus, yes. walking, walking, walking. Good call on you. That's a a lot of life lessons that don't get brought up, especially to someone going into a big new city like that. Like I said, when I moved to San Diego, they knew a bunch of us Midwest kids were going to be going down to TJ all day long. And they were like, let's educate you. You're going to go yes, down there, but right. let's educate you. Right. You know, so I appreciate that about you. That's good. Yeah. I mean, and this is the way, though, that true crime people will think. Yeah. Okay. You're all, yeah. And that's kind of where, like you're saying, <laughs> we keep coming back because not because we want to learn bad behavior, but it's we're, we're taking those tips and we're applying them to everyday real life situations, right. Ke- keeping our eyes open a little bit more. Like you said, don't walk with your head and your phone down because you're a quick you're a quick target. You know, if you're walking out to your car, keep your head up, put yes. your keep your keys in your hand oh, right always, away. You know, always. I do all that. But yeah. Julia, didn't didn't we I mean, what are we going to do with our fobs? Well, this is the problem. We liked having a key because it was like, a, yeah. you know, a thing. I guess yeah. you, your house key. I don't know. But here, Julia, I feel okay. like you and I had from like some true crime novelist on our show who like had all these statistics. It was a book way long ago, but that's when we learned like the most kidnapper or the person that gets abducted, you know, five feet tall. Right, right. Uh boys or girls you know just yeah. that size you fit right in a trunk yeah it's taking a morbid turn yeah. my theory a little bit that's oh, okay. done our duty Gosh. today now You've let's move to dessert okay okay <laughs> let's move let's move to dessert okay. everybody's crime with a side topic. of pie that's right uh they wanted to look at the theory was is someone does someone like sweets more than another an introvert versus an extrovert what do you think yes I'd say probably an extrovert. Oh, I would say an introvert. Okay, who's well, right? I'm an you extrovert. Both would, you're both basically right. It okay. makes no difference oh. if you're an introvert or an extrovert as far as you loving uh, desserts. Where it differs is between optimistic and pessimistic people. Oh, oh let's all right. hear this. All right, tell optimistic us. people overwhelmingly prefer sweet over sour uh, treats, like almost 80%, compared to 50% of pessimists, they go for the sour. Well, that's kind of funny, Lori. Isn't that kind of funny? I mean, it's such a big difference. Yeah, that is a big difference. Oh, wow. So, of course, when I got to the end of this, um, what I thought was a scientific journal, it was uh, basically um, a Robbins. poll taken on behalf of nothing but bun cakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lori, that, okay. <laughs> Which sometimes which the journals enough? are disguised, I, Julia. Lori, that one makes me laugh because <laughs> who doesn't love a mini, oh. a little mini? Nothing but bunt. Oh, didn't uh, didn't your neighbors bring Casey over a bunch of those little bunt oh, cupcakes? Had them delivered oh. the little oh, bunt um, cupcakes. He was 
so okay. delighted, but um, it, he made me bring some to work, and they really are just a delicious dessert. But oh. that's what they found out. Uh, nothing but bunt cakes, but <laughs> no difference between an introvert and extrovert. That's not surprising, but optimists will go for the sweet, and pessimists will go for the sour dessert. That's funny. And most it. people like to share a dessert. Yeah. It's the only we thing. talked about share. that yesterday, yeah. sharing yes. food. Dessert is the acceptable share. That's the only share, yes. The only share, the that's only right, share. Grant and many, Casey. Many other guys are the same way. You order what you want. Yes. yes. I know. I'm kind of lucky. Okay, we have to put an end to, oh. well, to what? I'm not going to tell this one because we're out of time. All right, okay. fine. We're going to take I a can break tell then. that you're heartbroken, Julia. <laughs> no, not. you can tell us when we come back. We've no. got plenty of time. Nothing no, but time, really Lori, but we do have to I'm go keeping break. track of the time for you all. That's Thank right. You. We got to go to break. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for David and the team at First Equity Mortgage. They are there to be uh, uh, your number one uh, go-to person if you are buying a new home, if you are trying to can look and see. Uh, I wonder if I'm ever going to get out from underwater from this credit card debt. I wonder if it makes sense to refinance and use that money for my house that I have in equity to pay off the credit card debt because uh, sometimes when you are in underwater, you're thinking, how am I going to figure that out? And for a lot of people, they just get overwhelmed and they just don't think about it and keep paying a minimum. But what if you could be smart with equity in your home? David and his team, if, if it doesn't make sense, they'll tell you. They'll say, stay right where you are. Um, but if they can, they will be able to help you. Uh, 763-251-8000. My talk keyword, David. This music is just so happy, Lorene. Mm, it's so pretty. It's one of the best parts of having a, you be in Hawaii. I hope I have a sunset tonight, Julia. I, I, I hope you do, too. We We're, really, it's been, it, your it weather's been, been clouding kind of, up. Yeah. Oh. There's, is there like here. a little something over the island that just kind of keeps circling around oh, and around? Yeah, it is in Hawaii. They usually, the clouds are moving right along. Yeah. I know. Is it like California where like, you know, until 10 or 11 or so, it's a little cloudy and no. then it gets sunny? There's not that, that morning. Okay. It's but just, stuff happens no fast. Fog. No marine. It, no, okay. but stuff happens fast. Yeah. Okay. You know, there. Um. Okay. So we had a big appetizer off here, Lori, today. Oh, I'm so glad I missed that. <laughs> Actually, uh, Christy Gavin won the big prize. She, she took did. home the gold. What did she make? She made these, um, I want to make it, it sounds so good, these hamburger sliders. Oh, the onions. Did you taste it, Grant? Yeah, I did. Because I didn't have one. Was it so good? Because I want to make it this weekend. It was really good. The caramel, the onion, the, the onions, she used the right amount of onions. It's a little yes. hamburger, a little onion, like caramelized onions. Yes, it's all just, right. It's got a very white. On little baby buns? Yes. Yeah, little on baby little, buns. Like Hawaiian, the, those the Hawaiian. The Hawaiian, you know, oh. the sugar buns. Very, those very so good. good. Very it good. sounds so good. I This kind of looks yummy. So that it, was it, what. Go ahead. Sounds like a lot of work. Oh, Lori, any is. cooking for you. Well, you know what? You know what I think where I got scarred from where? an appetizer experience? I, well, Julia, we have to go all the way back to my first marriage. Okay. And I wasn't long, yet long married, time but we ago. were having okay. an engagement party. Okay. And I decided that I would make crab stuffed snow pea pods. Mm-mm-mm. Very delicate. Like I had to make a lot of 200. Oh, oh, for crying out. 200. Oh, 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 oh. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. 
not gonna lie. It, it has. I don't think I've made a homemade appetizer <laughs> since. I wouldn't. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Sounds terrible. I mean, the, it sounds delicious, but that's very. In, that seems. No, that's a lot of detail. It's a lot of stuffing because I remember once we had a party and I had to stuff little cherry tomatoes. Oh. What a pain in the butt! I mean, you gotta yeah. go. You gotta go for things in a dish. You blend a cr- crap together, and it's good to go. These crap aren't hard, Lori. You just make hamburger. Use Lipton onion soup. Put some oh, okay. onion in it. Put a pickle nice. in it. It's pretty yeah. easy. And I, Grant, you tasted it because I want to make them, and I just didn't taste it, and I want to make sure they're yeah, good. They're really good. Um, so everyone here is gearing up for the big day tomorrow and the rest of the weekend for um, St. Patrick's Day. Do you think there'll be a little celebration there, Laura? No, I don't think the people on the island call in sick the way people do in on Minnesota. Okay. St. Patrick's Day when it falls on a Friday. Oh, can How you lucky stand is that? So there's probably going to be some festivities in Kona Town. Where okay. The, you know, the, the more of the nightlife and stuff is. But no, the Hawaiians are really not um, celebrating St. Patrick's Day with the fervor of the mainland. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. I didn't even bring a St. Patrick's necklace or anything. I just am going to keep wearing my puka shells and my uh, kakui nut necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the heck that is. We we like it. We like it. We like it. You remember it. the kakui nut, Julia? Just, they're, they're like, they, they look like... Um, they have brown um, in them. Yeah, they're dark brown. They almost look like a string of milk duds yes. around your neck. Which but the I big had, ones, the good okay. ones you get from, like, Regina's Chocolate. Yeah. Oh, all right. I have to tell you something. So uh, we, Jeff and I were having a sugar attack. I don't know what night it was. But we go, and we both load up our carts with our own treats. And I had Junior Mints, Milk Dubs. You know, I'm off of Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. Your aunt, yeah, you, okay. Yeah, we, we know you. know that. changed the formula. They changed the formula, and I refuse to go back. <laughs> Until someone, we all should put our feet down, and some other just junk food. So, for me, you know, everything goes in the freezer, because everything's better frozen. Cookies, milk duds, junior mints, mm-hmm. ice cream, and mm-hmm. so... I know I have, how you don't break your teeth. Well, Good point. I just don't. And um, <laughs> I have been looking for those damn milk duds, and I have a side-by-side. It's oh. not like there's a ton of space, but our freezer, now with the two of us... Mm-hmm. It's freezer do or die. So you open the door and you have to clear your feet because mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to fall. fall. Me fall, too. Yep. Fall out on you. And there's, you know, like room for the giant side ice pack, which we really need mm-hmm. a lot. Oh my God. Oh, and I'm just like, where the heck are the mouth does? And I asked and he goes, I look too. I can't find them. It, it really, where the he hell are them. the milk duds? He ate them. No, he didn't. He wouldn't do that. Oh, I don't know. I do that. He doesn't. He's 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 still <laughs> good. Admit he still is crazy for me. I do that. Um, but yeah, he wouldn't eat him. I I eat his stuff though. I'm so naughty. Oh uh, well, we oh, expect well, that. That's, that's why. That's why we buy more. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, when I go buy treats for myself, I buy extra. Because mm-hmm. I love you, Lil, but I know you're going to sneak some. Jeez, and I'm so a sneaky. I just, you know what? I just assume, so I pre-plan. There you go. That's all right. <laughs> all right. There you go. So tomorrow you're going to have some fun, Lori, with Brittany and Rocco. Rocco, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, quite the trio. 
Yeah, I um, I didn't know I was doing the show with Rocco. I've been driving Mike Ganger crazy since well, yesterday. I know, that's what ran her, and I'm like, well, maybe we should tell her who she's working with tomorrow. Just It just, usually would be Mike coming in with yeah. those things, yes, but I figured since Rocco's already doing New Music Friday, yeah, he's and, good. and, you know, he's yeah. been, he, everybody, we, we got to get a little DJ Rock Lobster on and, the air. And so Lori, you fun. can ask him questions about Bozeman, because he's just coming back from his trip. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. I, I bet it's going to be very dead in the office tomorrow with St. Patrick's oh, Day yeah. and on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people have been staying yeah. late here this week. We've actually had a crew after five. Yeah. So, which is different. because well, they're getting ready to call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to call in sick, honestly. Oh, please do. Oh, please do. Or Monday, you know. Right, so March yeah. Madness kicked off today, so that's what everybody is doing. Now another upset, too. I oh. guess uh, Arizona, number two seed, lost a little bit ago. So two, yeah. I think a three Rackets seed. busted. Yeah, a three seed and a two seed have lost already today, and it's only, only the first half of the day. Oh, man, it is. You're right. Brackets are busting. Brackets are busting. Everyone have a great night. Lori, hello. Mahalo. Aloha. Aloha to you. Say hi to my bro. Grant, thanks for everything. Everybody, have a great, great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.